You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we saw them experience some of the success on those plays. Something we have to clean up is just some of our tackling at the point of attack. What do you see? It was obviously Alfonso Tupatala's first career start. How do you feel like he played? He, he played very good. Uh, and, and for us, it's something that we knew that is, that's in him and something that he's very capable of. And we know that he's going to be one of the anchors and one of the leaders of our defense. Anything you can update us on Jordan Perryman? Uh, he's more kind of day-to-day. He has an up, upper leg injury. Um, looks as though he, he, we're going to be planning for him to, him to be all right. We hadn't seen, or maybe I missed it, I'd never seen Julius Irvin at corner. <laughs> the, the Julius, the Dr. Irvin. <laughs> a position switch, or can you explain that a little bit? Don't you something that you have to be able to manipulate in the battlefield, something that as a coaching staff of myself, Coach Morale, Coach, Coach Juice Brown, uh, we, we're definitely in the process of making sure you get your best players on the football field. And Juice Brown is, is one, one of our more talented players that we have on defense. So besides uh, Julius doing both safety and cornerback, who, who are your backup cornerbacks? I know that a couple of guys got banged up in fall camp. Do you have everybody available back there behind the starters? Yeah, and, and that's kind of some, some poetry in motion as of right now. I, I think that the good thing, we'll know kind of tomorrow exactly what we'll be working with just from a number standpoint, just because there have been some guys shipped up. And there are some guys who are, who are slowly but surely starting to come back as well. So it, it's kind of one of those... What you have is what you can work with, and what, we're, what we have to work with, we're just kind of putting the different pieces of the puzzle in play. In terms of Julius, how much did Irvin uh, have a chance to practice that cornerback position uh, during camp in advance of, of going out there on Saturday? There were some things we did from a conversation standpoint uh, a couple weeks prior to, uh, just when a couple of guys had gotten chipped up. Just we're looking at some sub package things and, and we didn't put a whole lot on his plate. I, I think that it became a scenario where he had a drink from the fire holes in the game and we kept it very basic just for him. And and he definitely has has a good skill set to be able to do the things that we need on a, on a play by play basis. Oh, it seems like we saw Savelle more consistently than maybe any game he's played here. What, what was your sense of, of how he did? Yeah, it, uh, um, very good uh, thus far. Now, I think there are some things that we still have to do just from a working standpoint, just, just um, uh, from Savelle's standpoint, but uh, we're definitely pleased with his effort of make, making a couple of plays. And I think, as you all know, being able to finish a couple of those plays at the quarterback where you can get some of those sacks, that's, that's something you all obviously always want to make sure you can stress and continue to work on. After reviewing game film, who are a couple guys that maybe popped out to you that you were impressed with? Well, Asa Turner, and some of it isn't a surprise just because of his preparation. He he is probably the one person who is in this building um, more than the janitors. And he, he does a great job of preparing, studying film, getting with his teammates, having questions, talking through things. And you can see that the preparation that he put in created the confidence on game day and it allowed him to be able to play with a lot of swag. Uh, from the linebacker standpoint, I think, as, as we talked, Alfonso Tupatala, uh, definitely one of the great drivers of our defense. Uh, pretty good. And and we were definitely very happy with him. And seeing Thule, uh play and dominate and own the line of scrimmage to point of attack, th- that's something that we know that he's capable of doing playing and play out. So seeing him be able to do that, we're definitely happy uh, w- with him up front. And Jeremiah on the edge, he, he is he is disruptive. And probably the one of the things that you get from him as, as a captain is he's got the great leadership abilities, but you know he's got the courage under fire. He's going to be able to get everyone corralled, get everyone together, and keep everyone working in the right direction. Like your edge guys were in the backfield a lot, and was it just one of those things where they just couldn't finish, or is that something you can clean up? No, it was like that sign that you see when you're uh, walking through through an office building, slippery when wet. 
if that, that's what the quarterback was. <laughs> you know, and, and what we have to just continue to do is just work on, uh, continue to face and work on the fundamentals, being able to get to the official or the quarterback, settling down so you don't have to make the big hit, just make the sure play. So that there are some things that we'll be able to go through this week to wear. And, and, and that's the beauty of when you can come out of week one, knowing there's some things you can work on. And the, the, the best thing about a team is the improvement you make from week one to week two. So we know those are going to be some points of emphasis for us on defense, making sure we can finish our plays, get the quarterback down to the ground, and get the ball carried down to the ground. Did Tula Gasanoa just crap up or something? The PA said he got hurt, and I didn't see him get hurt. Yeah, 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 and a a big, big cramp. Calling the quarterback, how important is that also considering that Portland State's got another dual threat guy, it looks like? Yeah, it, 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 it's critical because I think for us it's going to allow us the opportunity to be able to show how much you learned because this quarterback this week, he's more athletic, more slithery, and faster than the one that we just saw last week. So, so we definitely have a lot of respect for him coming into this game. And he's shown that on film this year already, that he can elude the pass rush, he can make guys miss, and he can get vertical up the football field. And they have some, some specific quarterback run game uh, designs to where they can showcase some of his skills. First game coaching at Washington, your first time coming down the tunnel on game day personally. What was, was it what you thought? Yes. I, you know how you hear the stories just from everyone, from you all, from people on the outside, and you have a chance to be here and you can see exactly what the purple rain means. It, it, it is awesome. It, it is great. And you could see why this place is great from a branding standpoint. Of, of what you guys got from the Husky position where obviously Dam, uh, Dom and, uh, and Cam Fab were both going in and out. How do you feel like those guys played? Very good. But a couple of things you, you, that, that we, we always have to clean up, but from a consistency standpoint, very, very, very consistent. The individuals that they were on did not have a chance to catch a lot of passes, so they were able to cover up uh, some of the receivers that, that they were going against. And I think on our end, there are some things that we just have to continue to do just when it comes to highlighting some of their skills from a pressuring standpoint or uh, being able to double cover some other guys. But uh, when you have the ability to be able to use Dom and Cam, they're two of the smarter players on our defense. So they can get a lot of the things done that we need to get done. Does it seem like Dom's almost like a third linebacker when he's in just with his size and physicality? Yeah, he's bigger than some of the linebackers. And, and one of the faster guys on the football field. He, 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 is, he is one of your prototypical players that, that will have a chance to play at the next level just because of his body type, his work ethic, and his skills. The one thing we just have to do with him is just continue to focus in on some of the small little minute details on each play, each given moment, uh, to allow him to be able to go from having a tipped pass and turning that into an interception or a catch tackle turning that into a tipped pass. And I think some of that comes just with the preparation process, and I think he's really been embracing that thus far. How is uh, MJ Alley coming along? Where I know that he played a little bit, but obviously didn't start in that game. Where is he kind of just in his process? Yeah, he's good. Uh, he, he, he's working into the role to where he's kind of getting back up to the full speed mode. So getting him caught back up to, to where he was, you know, two weeks ago, it, 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 that's just more time and him enduring the process. The one thing that we like is he's been in watching film. He's been getting with Coach Inoke and doing the things that he needs to do to make sure he can be ready. One or two points of emphasis this week to clean up after the first game? Tackling. And that is going to be our major point of emphasis, tackling and being able to get off the field on third down. And some of those happen all kind of at the same time, a couple of them where, the, let's say, we, we may have missed two or three plays or two or three tackles on those third downs that turned into gained first downs, which turned into a couple of more plays. Because I think when we looked at it, there's probably maybe 12 to 15 less snaps we could have played in the game just making those given plays on third down. And you don't have to do anything out of the ordinary. You don't have to make a big play. You don't have to make a big hit. Just make sure you secure your tackle so you can get off the field on third down. So our biggest points of emphasis this week is going to be the one-on-one tackling in space and being able to get off the field on third down. And, that, and that's got to be your mindset. You have to do everything you can to get off the field on third down. Uh, to a tail Miss Spring Wall, but he, he got the start. He must have come back in a hurry for you to, to let you guys see what he's got. Yeah, and, and, and that's something that we really challenged him on 
was being able to show us what you can do. We know that there is skill there, and, and, and I think we told them coming in, what can you do, what can you show, and do it every down. And those are some things that he did show day in and day out. Coach, there was a lot of talk this week about uh, Kent State wanting to run 100 plays, and they only ran 68. Um, you know, can you, how much pleasure did that give you to limit them to only 68 plays? Well, whenever you can keep your offense on the football field and watch them uh, win the time of possession game, that, that, that is one of the beauties that I think we love from this system that Coach DeBoer and Coach Grubb and myself and Coach uh, Morrell has implemented, understanding how to win football games. And when you can win the time of possession game, you know that you're going to be in position to do what you're supposed to do. And the other thing to kind of complement that, I think when you stop the run, because they, they were a kind of a – more of a running team than they were a passing team. So if you stop the run on a lot of the first downs, now you kind of make it kind of one-dimensional. And once you get after them enough, now you're in position where you kind of got the pin in your hand. So that, that definitely did feel very good. Seeing, you know, with Jimmy Lake's defense and the way he did their corners, having safeties way back. And, you know, Mish Powell gave up um, uh, a big play mm -hmm. early in the game. Was that a breakdown or just a great play by them? It, it was It was a very, very good play by them and just some technical things that we continue to work on just with Mish, him being able to stay on, on his vertical line. And those are the things that, that are going to happen and you want to learn from them. And what better time to learn from them than right now after a victory? And, and the one thing that we know is Misha's going to be someone who, who definitely takes that personal. He wants to get it right. He wants to be the guy who's going to make that play at the point of attack. Coach, I, I had Mikel Esteen at one career game coming into this. And, and I don't know how many snaps he was out there before he came up with that interception, but it, it seemed like he popped. Can you, can you give me his story a little bit and, and just for him to get out there and make a play like he did? Yeah, I think at, at some point in time, Mikel is going he's, he's gonna to hit the lottery. He was on the field for one play. One play, one pick. And, and that happened a lot during fall camp. Yeah, the, the, the one thing that, that we think about Mikel is he is what you call a ball hawk. He will find a way to always be around the ball. And there are some fundamental techniques that you always want to clean up as, as a young player who's working to improve, to improve his skills. But the, the one thing that you know when he's around the ball, he's going to have a chance to make his plays. So we've been definitely pleased with his growth, growth and development thus far. And he just got to continue to keep taking steps in the process. Go Huskies. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. How we doing? Everybody good? So Mike Chris, the offensive line, after the game, honestly, because he wasn't touched at all, just how important was that to the success of the team you know, on offense? Yeah, I think, you know, Mike being comfortable, let him get off to a great start. So I think, uh, you know, obviously that's, a huge part of it every week, the more comfortable he can feel back there and have time to get through his progressions, the better he's going to be. So, yeah, it was pivotal for sure. Who says the line play overall? Troy getting that start of left tackle and Roger getting his first start. Obviously, how did you assess the line play overall? Well, I thought pass protection, they were really good. Um, we we got to get better at running the football, though. Um, that's something we just got to be able to a little bit better. They gave us a few looks that uh, we hadn't practiced, and um, I thought they made some good adjustments. And uh, so, yeah, I'd like to see a little more production in the run game for sure. What did you see out of Roger specifically making his first career start? Roger played. Uh, he actually got lineman of the week for us, um, and and really. Roger's issue during fall camp was the big mistakes. Um, we try to be too flashy on some things, and. Um, I thought on Saturday he just did his job. Honestly, it wasn't anything flashy or uh, exceptional, other than he, you know, he didn't give up any sacks or pressures, and 
Um, when we were running the ball to his side, he was proficient. So I, I thought he did a good job of just doing his job and being in the right place, no mental breakups, you know, anything like that. He did a good job. Is uh, Jackson Kirkland fully ready to go, healthy and all that? Uh, he's close. He's close. We're going to be pushing hard to get him in there in the game this week. So we're still assessing that. But he is looking like a guy that'd be ready to play this week. So. Um, that's been a day-to-day thing, uh, literally every day. I know he feels really, really good right now. We just want to make sure he's 100% ready to get out there and play. But we're we're moving forward that, that he's going to be part of the game plan. I know that your running back depth you know, in the offseason was a concern and you brought in some transfers you know, with Sam Adams and um, Javion not suiting up. Are you concerned about depth at running back at all right now? Uh, no, no. Uh, you know, Sam Sam will be back in a week, um, so we'll have him ready to go, and and uh, he'll he'll be healthy and good. And um, Jay's really not in the mix right now, uh, but we're thinking that Rich is getting closer every day. So I think, you know, right now we had three guys that rep that were ready to go. Aaron Dumas was ready to play, and and uh, when we get Sam back next week, we'll be I think full strength. Also, Mateo Mele uh, went in in the second quarter. At yeah. Center, taking over for Corey. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that was predetermined. Coach Huff and I had talked about that before the game. Mateo had had an excellent fall camp and been pushing at a number of different spots on the line. And um, he had really earned that to get his way on there. So regardless of what the outcome of the game was, we were going to make sure Mateo got in there and got some reps. And, and he's a proven player. He's played a lot of ball here before. And and uh, we think he'll be part of the mix, you know, for the whole year. So just wanted to make sure he got out there and got a shot to, to show what he could do there. And at the same time, you know, luckily for us, we were able to get Biney off the field a little bit and get Corey some reps at guard. So there, there was a lot of things we kind of had worked in to keep guys fresh and, and try some different combinations. And it worked out pretty well for us. This is that make with the center, you know, making a change like that. Is it different, maybe like a catcher in baseball, just having a different catcher? Is it different having a different center? You know, uh, there, there's the, the schematic piece. No, I think uh, those guys are are pretty solid both ways as far as the snaps, you know, and things like that. That's something you're always worried about, especially if you're under center. But um, for the most part, you know, no, not really, just because they've both gotten so many reps. What was your view of uh, the Jack Westover hurdle attempt? Uh, obviously, you know that he's an athletic kid, but what was your sense of that play? I thought he had really bad ball security on that. So <laughs> I kind of sucked. But no, Westy is, he was just trying to make a play and, you know, would, would truly like to see the ball tighter to his body. But um, didn't surprise anybody. I mean, Jack's a super athletic kid. And um, there was about a minute 50 left in there. And we were just getting ready to go into clutch. Um, so... If we're a little closer on the time there, he probably hopefully runs right out of bounds. How did you grade out Michael after the game? Um, really high, honestly. And uh, uh, not a surprise for those guys in the room, but I'm not a very easy grader, very critical to help them to make sure that they're right in their details. But, you know, the thing that stood out the most after the game, besides Mike's big throws and things like that, never felt like the ball was really in jeopardy. You know, he was putting in the right places, even when reads were difficult and even on a couple screens, uh, putting the ball in a good spot that we weren't in jeopardy of turning it over. And that was one of the things I was the most proud of, Mike, you know, just taking care of the ball, making good decisions. And yeah, you your, talked about scripting. Your fake, your fake timeout. Yeah. Was that your play that you devised or coached? No, I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever devised an actual original play. I mean, you see it somewhere in some facet all the time. I think Northwestern had run kind of some type of version of it. And I know Coach DeBoer and I had talked um, about that. And so we decided to get that in and work on it a little bit with the guys. And, and uh, you know, quarterback sneak is base play for everyone. And just having the ability to do that and get their guard down a little bit was was important. You, you talked about scripting the first uh, series or two of the game and, and said you had a pretty good idea. How, how tempted were you to maybe go for a home run ball considering the reputation you guys have as a kind of a wide open offense? Oh, I mean, I think you want to find out, you know, that, that particular game plan, just wanted to see where people were playing. They had certain personnel in the game that um, we had to make sure before we, you know, wasted a shot so to speak you want to be wise about that as well as make sure 
you know, you got the look that you want and, and make sure the punch lands. And so I thought we did a good job of being patient and waiting for what we needed and then take the shot at the right time. With the pair of uh, fourth down conversions um, early on, what's the conversation process like with Kalen on the, on the headsets and how does that decision get made in the moment? Yeah, we have a, we have a chart that we go off of, and and so we know what the go policy is for that particular series or that play, and and uh, I think anytime you're on the other side of the fifty, you know you have to uh, make sure that everything's clear between the OC and the head coach on what you're about to do. But uh, you know I'm always ready with the play, so I just know I got to keep my head down and be ready if if the you know opportunity presents itself, and that time it did um, at a critical point, and you know I told the offense afterwards that that was you know something they should be excited about that they had a head coach that believed in them enough to to make a critical conversion like that and and really that was a that wasn't a fancy play right it was just really more an execution and uh, that's that's what I like to see is that base play they could get off at the right time and and just out execute the defense uh, talk about the wide receivers and their performance <clears throat> looked like several of them they were spreading the ball back around pretty good between the top four or five guys. Yeah, they did an awesome job of staying engaged. You know, I think that that can be, you know, one of the issues is when some one or two guys are getting the ball a ton, you know, there's there's guys that aren't uh, necessarily as involved can fall off, but I, I didn't see any of that. And, you know, they're all hungry to get in there and play their role in the game. So I thought Mike did a great job of distributing the ball. I thought we had a decent game plan as far as getting the ball spread out to different people so they can get a bearing on us. But I thought they played well. Um, you know, they should be a strength of our offense, hopefully moving forward. And uh, I think you saw almost every guy out there that was a major contributor get a touch and, and get in an open space. So we just want to keep doing that and um, keep defenses off balance with who's getting the ball because we feel like we got, you know, five or six guys that can beat anybody on the field. So we just got to keep doing that. Do you feel they blocked in the running game? Um, really good at times, um, especially JP, uh, extremely physical. Um, there was a couple cut looks that they got us on some outside plays that we got to get cleaned up, and we did that yesterday at practice. Um, but the actual mentality and the execution piece, I thought the perimeter blocking was on the screens to the tailbacks and tosses to them on the outside was really good. And, uh, you know, those guys, that's one of the things that's impressed me about them is they're you know, there's no guys that are prima donnas out there that aren't willing to block for the team. So that, that's exciting. I don't think Mike took a hit all game. Have you ever had a game where quarterback has to take a hit? Well, yeah. No, he did. He did. It's that war play, that quarterback sneak. He That was a tough one. Yeah, in the backfield. It didn't seem like he took a hit. No, they, they did a really good job keeping him clean. And, you know, to Mike's credit, too, a couple of times he had to get out of there and move around a little bit, got the ball out of his hand, didn't sit there and let people – hit him late in the play, knew how to get down when he got out of the pocket. Um, but, yeah, we, we've seen that before. And I, I think that, you know, all the guys up front do a great job. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, the quarterback has to know how to take care of himself and get himself in the right protection checks and things like that. And that's where Mike uh, really excelled on Saturday. The offensive line on the pass protection grayed out as good as they looked. Yeah, they, they graded out well. There was there was a few things we got to fix, you know, some penetrations, guys losing late and things like that that can always be cleaned up. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, what you'd expect out of that group. Similar to that, how did Nate Kaleppo look in his first career start? He did good. Nate played Nate played well. Um, there's some things I know he wants to clean up. Uh, but he, he finished well, you know, played strong, was was – Played big. I think there's a difference between guys being big and playing big. And I felt like Nate on some of the runs, even even the ones that didn't necessarily hit, he was cleaning some lanes out and doing a nice job of, you know, kind of making his presence known on the inside. So I, I thought he did a great job, had good energy on the sideline and, and uh, played strong. Yeah, he did a nice job. You know, when you guys took over, everybody knew it was a spread offense and it's going to be wide receiver heavy and, and maybe some tight ends left because they didn't think they were going to play as much. But it's like you started with two tight ends. You used a whole bunch. Even a kid named Wace, I think, was in there um, way before I would have expected to have seen him. Could you talk a little bit about the tight ends? Yeah, the tight ends, I think as long as you know, I've been in this offense, have always been a big part of it, and they'll, they'll continue to be. And, and uh, I think we're really lucky to have a couple of the guys we have between Q and Westy and Culp. They're, they're super athletic. and. 
Um, I think if you fall asleep on those guys and you're worried about all the other receivers, they'll they'll hit you deep. I think you know Dev didn't connect on some of the big hits that we had you know on, on Saturday, but but he will at some point. And Jack, as we talked about previously, is super athletic, you know, and that's uh, the tight end has always been you know one of the focal points, honestly, of our offense that, that really makes it go. We've never been a ten personnel team, so. Um, those guys are always going to be a big part of the game plan for sure. Is that about Portland State, just initial impressions of the defense? Oh, Portland State? Uh, they move around a lot. Uh, they got some kids that play really, really hard. Just watching them against San Jose, I thought that their kids rallied to the ball. They hit. Um, you could tell they love football. Um, they're well coached. They're in a system that's been in place for a while. They can make a lot of adjustments. Um, and they play, I don't want to say unorthodox, but some different types of fronts and pressures. And it'll be very different than what we just faced uh, this week. And I think it'll be a, a huge test for us because there's going to be a lot of moving parts. It'll be different than, than Kent State in that way. That, you know, bodies flying all over the place, pressures, different coverage looks, a lot of man coverage, things like that. So um, I, I think they do a great job. I think they got a, a solid corner in number 14. He's a really good player. Their nickel number five is an excellent player as well. And they got a backer um, number zero. I think he was number 48 last year that, that flies around and was smacking some people in the San Jose game. I, I thought they did a really good job uh, keeping their football team in the game on Saturday against San Jose. And, uh, you know, it didn't turn out their way, but I thought defense did their job and, and really created some havoc over there. Mateo rotating in because he earned that playing time. Anybody else that we could see this week that might rotate in who's, who's earned it? Yeah, I mean, that'll depend a little bit on, on Jackson, you know, and how much he's able to play, you know, uh, as far as how we'd work that rotation. But Mateo is, is certainly the first guy in um, besides Jackson. So I think that between those seven guys there, that'd be your, that'd be your main seven. But you saw a lot of different formations and creativity and some coaches hold stuff back early in the season or when they have a big lead. What's your philosophy about what you're trying to establish with your offense? Yeah, I mean, we, we want to make sure that we go into every game plan, you know, ready to win the game. And so we're, we're not going to hold stuff back based on the opponent in the sense that um, part of our offense is reserved. We're just going to find different ways to do things. And so for us, that was key to make sure that we had enough offense in to answer any of the questions that we might have, especially with some new defensive staff at Kent State and trying to figure out exactly what they were going to do. Um, but I think that we've always done a good job of trying to be multiple in our preparation as far as um, each game plan so that defenses can't get comfortable and you know line up the same way every week and just find different ways to give different looks to the defense. Because if it doesn't look or feel the same to them, I think it's a lot harder for defenses to zero in on you. With their defense being more pressure and bringing different guys, how much of that game plan can you do for game two, or is it now totally different? There, no, there, there's concepts. There's things that definitely were in the game plan in place for pressure and, and uh, man coverage just because we weren't convinced that that wouldn't happen um, in the Kent State game. So there, there's certainly some carryover that way, and we may put a few you know additions on it or change the way we did it. But for the guys, hopefully the teaching mechanism is the same as far as them being able to pick that up. And we've seen a lot of that from our defense all camp and spring. So a lot of man principles and pressures and things like that. So I, I think we'll be in a good place as far as install. I got home at 2 a.m. on a night game. What time did you get home? About 2. Yep. We're having some computer issues, so I was trying to get the game watched and I was taking a little bit of, a little bit of extra time. So I was able to kick my heels up for a little bit and then start watching it. You bet. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Good afternoon. Um, 
again, hopefully uh, help hearing from the coordinators is something that's helpful, getting some details and specifics on uh, on the things that they can share and want to share. Um, just, uh, you know, Saturday was was a uh, it was just a, a lot of uh great moments uh, throughout the last eight, nine months coming together and uh, getting what you'd hope, and that's a W. Um, proud of our guys, proud of our staff, all the work they've put in. And, um, you know, it it, uh, it emphasized, or yeah, I guess it reemphasized the things that we've worked on, whether it be schematics, fundamentals, chemistry, response to adversity. Um, I just think a lot of those things, those teaching moments, you know, showed up in, in different ways, maybe not at the extreme level that we may have down the road when we face, uh, you know, especially um, Pac-12 teams or, or teams, um, you know, the, here in the remaining part of the season. So um, it was fun to get that first one under our belt. Um, I think maybe even a little relief for some of the guys, you know, just uh, just to, to get that first win, be 1-0, and um, and then see where we're at, you know, the reality of uh, – of, uh, you know, where we're at and what we can be. Um, always areas to fix uh, and improve on. I think uh, everywhere I've been, um, you know, I put it to the team this way, from week one to week two or year one to year two, you know, those are the biggest improvements that you make. And so, you know, we need to push ourselves to make sure we have a big improvement from week one to week two. And it has nothing to do about the opponent we're playing. It has all to do about us. So excited to see the guys' uh, energy after getting a W and uh, seeing them take the field yesterday uh, after practice, a short, brief practice. Um, I felt like, uh, you know, uh, our minds are in the right place, and that's we're ready to get back to work. And tomorrow uh, we start that with our planning for uh, Portland State. Questions? Uh, how did it feel? Talk, talk about the feeling that you got being handed the game ball by uh, Cook after the game. Yeah, that, that really meant a lot. Um, just uh, AC uh, in particular, but, uh, you know, hearing some of the thoughts that I think um, he shares with his teammates and this team um, just means a lot. And it means a lot to me, but that's, a, that's, that's the whole staff because, uh, you know, um, the whole staff's involved in all of this, whether it be the organization, the building of our relationships and chemistry. Um, but for AC to, to, to step up and, and do that, I think uh, it represents six years that he's been a part of this program. And, um, you know, I, I look at it this way, just like I've approached it with the alumni. You know, there's a lot of people that have spent more, way more time, blood, sweat and tears in this program than I have. And I'm just fortunate and blessed to be a part of it right now and help build on uh, things that AC and those that have been here for many years have, uh, have done already. First game at Husky Stadium. Were you a little bit nervous? Uh, not, not, not really. Honestly, I mean, I've, I think when you uh, when you prepare well and you're confident in your preparation, um, I'm talking about yours as in our team, um, not just myself individually. But when you know that you've done everything you can and uh, you know you're in a good spot, you you just got to go out there and and play and you know coach with confidence, play with confidence, and and whatever the result is, you live with. You know, and I guess that's just the way I've always approached it. And that goes back maybe not from the beginning of my coaching career, because I think there were times where, um, you know, even up until five, ten years ago, you know, you get a little more stress. But I, I could just go back to times when you sit in the press box. It's like, why? Why sit here and stress and get all nervous? You know, embrace the energy, embrace the excitement that comes along with being in a stadium and think about how many people would love to be in your shoes, you know, and uh, whether that's a player or a coach, um, that's just kind of the way I've uh, got my mind tuned into. And yeah, there's some things you're, you kind of wonder, you're like, yeah, I hope we go this way early on or we can get a good lead, get a good start. Um, that would help the guys out and their confidence. And uh, that obviously happened, but I think it just comes down to cutting it loose and playing free. And that's the thing I challenged the guys uh, with, you know, all week long and emphasized it even before we got on the bus to head to the stadium. Um, I know you've been in a lot of big stadiums, Big Ten and, and in the Mountain West and all that. Uh, did Husky Stadium surprise you at all in any of the physical elements of it? Like, was it in, like an echo chamber at times? Or, or what do you think when you coach well, in there? Yeah, this place is special. Um, and I, I will say this. I've been here one other game in 2017. I was on the wrong sideline um, with Fresno State. And, uh, you know, I experienced full-fledged what that was like. And so it doesn't surprise me. 
um, you know, of what this place can be, but you can tell that um, this uh, this crowd loves uh, loves its football. It was awesome hearing the excitement, the energy, and you could feel it. Um, you know, from really the first the, the first time we stepped on the field, came out uh, right before game time, and then the kickoff, and then the interception by Asa. I mean, it just uh, you know, it, there's going to be a lot of fun moments I can tell in the stadium, and um, you know, Husky Nation. Just uh, I can't emphasize enough how important they are uh, to our success and the energy that we feed off of. Michael's performance, Michael Panix, has had you evaluate his performance pretty good, obviously. Yeah, he just, um, I think, um, you know, you just, you want to get off to a good start for him. Uh, but uh, I think Coach Grubb did a great job of really making sure the plan um, was well understood uh, by, by, by everyone, because it isn't just Mike, it's everyone. Um, there was just, you know, I think a presence Mike had from the first plays he stepped on the field um pre-game warm-ups you can just keep working backwards through the week and just be like man this is a guy that's played you kind of realize he's a guy that's played a lot of snaps at a high level you know and you're comforted with that there were subtle things that happened in the game um that a newer quarterback uh a, a less ex experienced quarterback um, you know, they would not recognize and they would not be in tune to whether it be adjustments by the defense, things the defense is, is saying. Um, there were some tough looks that uh, that we were not maybe fully prepared for just because it was new, not because it was just you didn't see it on film, you know, and Mike was 100 percent locked in. And the reason he stayed upright, I heard the, the questions about the offensive line and him staying upright. Yeah, the offensive line executed, um, but there was also some checks and some adjustments and some, some uh, you know, just identify, identification of, uh, you know, where pressures were coming from, where Mike just got us into the perfect uh, look, the perfect protection. And uh, then he knew and trusted the offensive line was going to do their job, stayed upright, stayed in the pocket. Um, you know, you look at our touchdown passes, uh, you know, a lot of them took a little bit of time to develop. That wasn't just the first initial move. It was a guy making a move and then coming out of a break. Mike identifying where those one-on-one -on -one matchups were at um, pretty much every single time and taking advantage of it. So I thought he did a great job. He's just super poised, that experience over all those years. And uh, I'm just glad that he cut it loose you know as well just like I challenged the rest of the team you mentioned the atmosphere in Husky Stadium I'm curious you know we hear about home field advantages all the time from your perspective how much does that matter when when a stadium is really on how much does that affect it, it's it's amazing um, because and th this place is crazy special uh, when it comes to home field advantage and and we're gonna need that but um, I, I'll just put it this way you know I've been on the other side when you, you go to a place that has a good atmosphere and you know, you may have a lead and the other team makes one play, the home team makes one play. And all of a sudden the crowd's erupting. It feels like, you know, you may be up by 14 points, but it's like, whoa, you know, this is not good. You know, but you, um, you know, you just that atmosphere, that energy, um, that, that the noise, um, you know, it's going to create problems, uh, whether it just be the momentum and the vibe or just even trying to snap a ball you know, because it's so loud. And so um, it, it's a huge impact that are, that crowd noise and uh, being into it plays. And it goes both ways, right? Our, our team has to make the plays to get the, get the energy going, but uh, getting some energy and just helping kickstart and jumpstart our team, uh, you know, is, is super important. What have you seen from Asa really since you arrived here that made you think that he was capable of having the kind of day that he had the other day? His work ethic. Um, there is, I mean, I, I swear he's living somewhere in this building. You know, he's got a bed, he's got his dresser, he's got all his clothes somewhere in this building. Um, he is here nonstop all day, every day. Uh, and that's not just this fall. That was this spring. That was this winter. Um, he just is around the building. He's either, you know, doing treatment on his body to make sure that, uh, you know, the next day of practice, he's feeling good. Um, it might be watching film on his own. It's coming up to ask a coach a question about the film he's watching. You know, he's just here uh, working on, you know, he's in the weight room, you know, stretching. He's uh, getting some extra lifts in on his own by himself. You know, um, that preparation, 
leads to confidence, uh, you know, and then the practice and practicing, uh, you know, and, and the way he practices, which is hard all the time, um, you know, getting out there on the field for that first play was unlike anything uh, he had done in practice just because um, he practices that hard and everything he puts into it, the preparation. He had the trust, you know, that that receiver was going to be coming to him. And if he did his job and trusting, um, I think it was Dom outside of him, did did his job, um, you know, that they would be in the right spot. And uh, the reads took him, the, the reads took him right to where the, the ball was at. And then he made the play. You know, and that, that's just fun to see uh, because uh, he's just a, he's a great person all around. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, AC's uh, he's going to be AC's kids godfather. Right. You know, I mean, it just it tells you what type of person he is. You guys are practicing like Jordan Perryman is probably going to be fine. But um, the backups at the corners, do you feel like there's much of a drop off if there's any drop off at all when a starter has to come out? Well, we've moved some guys around there. You saw Juice Irvin take some snaps, and um, we got to keep building some depth. And so I'd be sitting here lying that, uh, you know, you you lose a guy like Jordan Perriman, um, that it's just everything's um, the same. Um, and, uh, you know, Jordan, you know, just in his recovery process throughout the week, um, you know, won't be taking as many reps. And so, you know, that gives these guys uh, more opportunities to keep um, feeling feeling confident and uh, you know they know the schemes it's not about that it's just uh, trusting their technique and seeing the the, the Portland State offense um, and um, you know tr- that trust that I talked about with Asa you know that happening uh, with uh, the corner position now too so um, we need to build depth and sometimes uh, you know I'm hopeful we're hopefully going to look at this as a blessing in disguise you know maybe weeks down the road where we're building more depth in our team Likelihood that, that he plays this weekend. Uh, we are hoping that he that he plays. I mean, it's definitely not anything that uh, seems to be long term, um, and so uh, you know he'll be working day to day through it. In uh, some places, playing time is really hard for guys to get that are down the, the ladder. It seemed like he put a lot of guys in there in a game that was still what twenty five point difference. But there's still guys like uh, Toomey Stout getting three tackles, and, mm-hmm. and I don't think he played before, and, and Wace played a lot. And it just seemed like a lot of guys got some time. Are you into rewarding guys like that rather than holding it uh, kind of at a distance? Yeah, we need – I just feel like with where our roster's at, we need those guys that haven't had a lot of experiences, uh, experience on the field. We need them to keep growing. And, um, you know, uh, some of the plays, maybe we're in special teams. And uh, as much as we say, hey, the special teams, you got to have your best players out there because those are the those are the big chunk yardage plays, right? It means the ball is kicked every single time and it goes farther than any other play um most plays anyway uh and so special teams is a huge part of it but seeing those guys go out there and uh and do their thing it gives you more confidence that uh you know whether it be regular scrimmage plays um you know or or bigger situations uh that those guys are going to have the confidence and in, in, in themselves and that we can have confidence in them to go out there and play but we got to build that depth all across the program um, because I just feel like that if there's a weakness, I've said this in a press conference before, where we're at right now, we don't have that depth at a lot of spots. And it doesn't mean we don't have the players. It just means that, you know, there's not a lot of experience beyond the starters um, and the amount of football that they've played. Back position, kind of one of the similar things, Coach Carr mentioned you wanted to get it going more. Just kind of how do you go about it as part of that personnel and part of that scheme? Uh, the running game going is that right, more getting guys getting, getting guys yeah, back? I, I would like to see us average a few yard a few a little more per carry but i looked at some of the situations we were in you know um we got uh we got halted at the goal line at the end of the game um you know um uh, I'm trying to think we had a couple short yardage plays and you know early on where the box is packed pretty good and so um you know i think you know, we went to where where we could go, and we th- we threw the ball, you know, well and successfully. And um, I think the running game will just continue to evolve. And I thought uh, seeing the complementary of backs, whether it be Wayne, uh, Will, and uh, I thought CD came in and did some really nice things. Uh, you know, we're still learning about these guys and what their strengths are, and they're still feeling out the offense. Being all, th- you know, I mean, everyone on the team is uh, new to the offense, but. Those guys in particular, you know, didn't practice this spring. And so um, 
they've had one or maybe two scrimmages of live tackling, you know, to show us what they can do. And so I think it's going to, it's going to continue to evolve throughout the fall, you know, with that position and it's going to get more competitive as well. You know, as we continue to get some of these guys back like Richard and Sam and, you know, back as well uh, throughout the rest of the season. Uh, as far as the special teams had a couple, you know, good size returns that yep. came back. And is is that something that there was a scheme? Did guys get pushed out of the lane? What was kind of the issue? Um, a kickoff return. Yeah. yeah, their kickoff return. I think it always starts with the kick, right? And we have specific spots where that kick needs to go, and we expect the ball to be in a certain spot, and it's got to have some level of uh, hang time, you know, for us to just physically run down the field, you know, it doesn't matter how fast you are. So we got to have the kick in a certain spot on the field. And um, when that doesn't happen, um, some of the things start breaking down quickly on us, especially if they have a, a scheme matched up, a return matched up that, uh, that isn't uh, uh, matching up against where that kick went. And then I think there's, there's uh, some new faces uh, in some new spots, just as we move guys around and you kind of determine, okay, you know, um, maybe this guy isn't, really the one that needs to be in this spot on, a, on, a, on the kickoff and that's not what he does best but we do have to do a better job I think overall special teams wise you know I pointed out to the team there's really four plays that were were plays that really made a difference on special teams and there was many more plays where we did a great job but you point to the kickoff return um, you point to the 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 punt return on our end where the ball bounced another 20 I think 21 yards um, you know we got pinned deep in our own territory um, after that and then uh, the fumble on our kickoff return and um, you know there's one more um, oh we had a we had a punt that was short 20 yard net and um, you know those are the four plays that we have to fix because those were those were plays that were uh, significant um, in as far as like just the special teams and uh, the results. Um, you know, it wasn't like oh they just kind of got us there. Like those were those plays need to be executed a lot better. And so we'll be definitely focused on that, whether it be the personnel that's in those specific spots um, or just making sure we continue to hash out and those guys understand what their responsibilities are within the scheme. Speaking kind of punter, uh, did McAllister just win the job or did the other guy? Is he hurt or? No, no, Jack was the choice for us uh, to punt. So, uh, and Kevin has done a nice job. And um, Jack, you can see the first punt. I mean, he, he hit a nice one. Um, you know, it was clean. Our operation was good. And I uh, thought he did a nice job. And our coverage was great. You know, um, it was great to see guys like Roma Dunze down the field um, doing the things that we've taught. You know, he was right there. And you could tell by the hands uh, that uh, the returner was going to return it. And Rome throttled down and, and made a nice play. But uh, um, you saw, saw the operation time not be as good on the second punt. I think we only punted twice. And so the operation wasn't as good from snap to getting rid of it and uh, even just a, a little bit of a protection issue um, and execution more technique-oriented than anything up front. Um, got our, got Jack distracted and, you know, ended up with a net of 20 yards. So uh, we just got to be more consistent there. But you see his potential. An expanded playoff announced last week, and you're no stranger to playoffs. Yeah. What was your sense of what's your opinion on the 12 team model? Yeah, I think it's 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 great. Um, just uh, you know, you get a chance to get in the playoffs. Uh, anything can happen, and I'm, I'm you know, like you said, I'm I love the you know the winner go home kind of uh, games. You know, I'm just used to that over so many years um, in my career, you know, and the uh, man, that's when it gets really fun, gets special and yeah, you know, preparing all year long for those moments um, rather than just a, a bowl game, you know, that you're going to where you, you know, you win so many games, you're in it. Um, I mean, there's something special to that. So um, I think it's, uh, I think it's me cool for college football and, you know, gives uh, more teams an opportunity. And obviously we, you know, looking forward to being a part of that. After looking at the game film, you know, what were you most pleased with? Maybe some things that need to be cleaned up and a guy or two that just really popped out to you on film? I was, I was uh, pleased with our response uh, to any adversity, to any, you know, I felt like we answered their, their scores for the most part with scores of our own. Um, I thought we did a good job going into the half with momentum and coming out and reestablishing that momentum. Those starts and stops to the, the each half, I think, are just so critical. And, um, 
as far as just the play, um, I think, uh, you know, an area we need to just, you know, we just got to get the quarterback down a couple more times. And I think that cleans up a few things because his scrambling ability led to rushes uh, and passes, uh, you know, where he kept the play alive. And so we're going to face a quarterback this weekend that uh, moves around. Um, Dante is a is a guy that I remember seeing in high school. You know, he's from Fresno. He's from played at Clovis West, and um, he's mobile, uh, can run around, uh, cause problems for San Jose State. And so we got to do a good job controlling the quarterback there and uh, making sure he doesn't get loose. And, you know, I thought they did a nice job of keeping their eyes downfield and made a couple plays, uh, you know, once we, we lost that contain. So a couple of those things uh, defensively, offensively, um, you know, just, uh, you know, like, like mentioned, um, you know, love to punch that ball in, uh, be better on the goal line situation at the end, um, no matter who's in the game. And, uh, you know, um, for the most part, I thought we did a good job in our third downs offensively. And uh, probably that would be the other areas, just uh, getting off the field another time or two on the defensive side. Guys that maybe popped you on film? Um, well, I mean, I, you know, here you ask questions of the coordinators. I think they mentioned a lot of them, but um, love seeing our receiving core uh, and many of them getting involved. Um, it's what we've seen in practice and what we feel um, as far as the direction it's going with that position group. So a guy like Taj Davis, you know, getting a touchdown early um, is the things that we've seen. I thought uh, they were all very quarterback friendly, just you know, um, uh, Rome coming back when Mike scrambled to the left and Mike making a great throw along the sideline, but Rome doing a good job of being in a position uh, where Mike could throw the ball. Um, those are plays that just move the chains that, you know, when the play initial play broke down, you know, uh, players make plays. And um, thought Alfonso did a nice job, you know, running around, making tackles. And uh, obviously Asa, uh, did a phenomenal job, uh, you know, getting, you know, not just being there, but making the play uh, and and securing the catches and the interceptions there. So um, I thought, you know, Braylon Trice did, did some things just getting finished the play, you know, get the get get the quarterback down and, um, you know, some of those areas. So that's kind of one guy from each level of the defense that I thought uh, did a nice job. Wanting to, no matter who's on the field at the end, obviously Dylan came in after Banks left the game. Is there a chance that Sam could get time this week? Is it still going to likely be Dylan behind my at what position? At quarterback. Is, it, oh, is Dylan still like, yeah, yeah. Maybe the second quarterback coming in no matter what? Or is yeah. there a chance that Sam could potentially. Yeah, we, we would love to get um, either, I mean, as many snaps as we can for those guys you know in the fourth quarter just milks away so fast I mean there's 11 minutes left you know um when they get the ball and then uh, I mean it's under eight and all of a sudden you know the game's over and so uh no doubt about it love to see each of them get more snaps just getting more comfortable getting that first game um of the season under their belt and so um they both deserve it they both worked hard and uh you know it's hard hard uh you know because you're trying to um, put the game away, you know, from a play calling standpoint, but you're trying to let these guys play football. And so sometimes it's hard to let them show their best ball in the last seven, eight minutes of a game as well. So definitely love to get those guys uh, more and more snaps as we go through the next few weeks. All right. Is that Coach? Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. I told you imaginary friends are real. This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.